What is up, y'all? Welcome back to The Fitness Files. I'm Megan, your host, and I am dropping in your podcast feed today to talk about some bullshit myths in the fitness and wellness community that are often fed to us in a variety of places and sources as things that we should do or ideas that we should believe on this journey to find health. And I wanted to bust these myths because a lot of times people get caught up in these ideas and it can lead you down just this dangerous path and this unhealthy mindset that can actually be harmful to you in the long term. Um, And so the first thing I wanted to talk about today was like this idea of good foods and bad foods. Um, And I feel like this is something that has just been ingrained in people from childhood, right? Like growing up, we are trying to introduce children to this idea of like healthy eating and we want kids to eat their fruits and we want kids to eat their vegetables and you know all of the foods that we tell them are good for them and along that same message though what happens is that we are telling them that there are foods that are bad for them and so as adults we take that same mindset into our lives and our journeys and when we are eating And it is very easy for us to start to believe that there are these bad, quote unquote, foods that we should not have. And so we set these foods as things that are off limits to us or things that we try to cut out from our diets when we are trying to lose weight or trying to be more healthy, trying to find, you know, our happy place in this health journey. But the reality of it y'all, is that foods inherently are not good and bad. Like, it's just food. And there is not one food that is a bad food and a food that is good food. Like, are there foods that might have more nutrient value? Absolutely, right? Like, that's just a given. Um, If you're sitting down and looking at, like, okay, do I want to have a nutrient-dense meal, you know, are you going to eat iceberg lettuce? Or maybe you want to have a little bit heavier on the nutrients, so you're going to have some spinach instead. Um, But at the end of the day, like if you want to have the iceberg lettuce, that doesn't mean that you're having a bad food because it's less in nutrients. So that's number one. Um, And then that leads us into like this idea of foods then when they have this label of being bad they become in our minds as things that we should have off limits to ourselves. And so we start to think, oh, well, I'm on a diet and I can't have these foods because they are bad. And so what happens is this unhealthy mindset of I need to eat good foods and good foods aren't always what I want. And so you are changing your diet and you're adding all these quote unquote good foods into your day. And so what ends up happening is that people can stay successful with this for a few days, a couple weeks or whatever, but eventually your desire, your taste, your whatever lead you and you start thinking about those bad foods and you want them and you can't stop thinking about them and you're denying yourself of these foods because you're telling yourself no they are bad for me and eventually you give in 
But because it's been off limits for so long, what ends up happening is you might binge or you might overeat on these bad foods because they've been off limits to you and now you're allowing yourself to indulge in them and you overindulge. And then it creates this cycle of staying on track, quote unquote, according to you, and then getting off track. And you see this a lot of times when people say, oh, I'm going to have a cheat day today or I'm going to have a cheat meal right? Like, so that cheat meal can sometimes send you into a spiral of a cheat weekend or a cheat week or a cheat month. Um, Instead, stop labeling foods as good or bad. There's something that was non-negotiable to me in this round of my journey. And it was when I wanted something, I was going to have it. And I wasn't going to deny myself what I wanted because anything that I want on a daily basis can fit into my macros. If I want a cookie, I can have the damn cookie. Maybe I want two cookies. Maybe I even want three cookies or four cookies. Um, But not depriving myself of those things that I wanted, those foods that I otherwise would be telling myself was a bad food, helped me to learn how to eat those foods in moderation because I wasn't denying myself of those foods whenever I wanted them. This is not to say that you should fill your, you know, meals with foods that lack nutrients or foods that don't fulfill you. It's just important to be balanced and to stop labeling foods as good or bad because food is just food. It's just a nutrient going in your mouth. It's fuel for our bodies. And when you start to think about fueling your body for its purpose, you might find yourself choosing foods that are going to do that, foods that make you feel good when you eat them for whatever reason. Sometimes eating, you know, in a healthy quote unquote meal is going to make you feel better than if you ate, you know, two sleeves of Oreos. But sometimes those damn Oreos are going to make you feel good. So eat them Oreos and that's fine. So that leads me directly into this next idea, this myth or this total bullshit that diet culture and the fitness and weight loss community can sometimes cram into your head. And every time I hear this, I hear people say this, I hear other instructors or trainers say this, it makes me cringe. And that is this idea of earning treats or on the flip side of that, If someone had an indulgent meal or day the day before, oftentimes they'll say, oh, I have to work off the food I had yesterday. I have to work off, you know, the pizza I had yesterday. Y'all, we are not animals. We do not give ourselves treats, okay? And sometimes I will talk just in general about having treats. And when I'm thinking about treats, I'm thinking about sweet treats, baby. Like I'm thinking about candy and cookies and cupcakes and all of the things, but I'm not using food as a reward. I am not a dog just because I do something well, right? I take a hard workout class doesn't mean that I've now earned a ability to eat a special food, a treat, because if I want it, I'm going to have it. And on the flip side of that, exercise is not punishment. So if you have an overindulgent day, you don't need to work out extra hard to burn off that overindulgent day. You just need to get back into it the next day and be consistent with your routine. 
making sure you're drinking your water. Maybe you didn't drink it the day before. Making sure, you know, you move your body if you want to and if that feels good. But stop rewarding yourself with food and stop punishing yourself with exercise because this whole cycle perpetrates this idea that we need to punish ourselves for not being the ideal or not eating in the perfect way or allowing ourselves to eat foods that we wanted to eat that we wanted to have because it tasted good ultimately food is delicious and we need to eat that shit so we don't have to work off things if we ate a little extra that we might not have had and we don't need to work out extra hard because we're going to have you know pizza for dinner later or because we're going to have cake later And this idea is just an unhealthy way of thinking, and it builds that unhealthy idea of food, once again, being good or bad, because it's not. It's okay to have pizza for dinner. It's okay to have a little extra wine because you were celebrating. And maybe you will see weight spike up on the scale, but that is normal because our weight fluctuates. And we're going to talk about that a lot more later, but our weight fluctuates. And just because you see The next day after indulging, your weight going up, that doesn't mean you gained weight. If you go out of town for a week and you come back and your weight is up five or 10 pounds even, you did not gain five or 10 pounds. So you don't now need to punish yourself for enjoying your life. And the the more we can stop trying to punish ourselves and instead just embrace our bodies and how they fluctuate and learn about why our bodies fluctuate is truly when you can start to build a healthy mindset and a healthy relationship with food and with exercise. That's going to take me into the next point, and that is cardio. Cardio, y'all. Cardio is not something that you have to do for weight loss. There are so many other benefits to cardio, right? Like our heart health. Cardio is important to us for our heart health, to stay healthy with our physical bodies. Cardio is important to us. If you enjoy cardio, cardio is awesome. But cardio is not something that you have to do for this arbitrary number. I find that people who are on this weight loss journey think, okay, I have to get 30 minutes of cardio a day. And I am guilty of that too. When I first started my journey, Every single day, I would walk into the gym and I would force myself to do 30 minutes of cardio because that number in my head was like the magic number, right? And there were days where it was enjoyable. I liked doing my cardio. And then there were other days where that 30 minutes felt like 24 hours of my life that I could never, ever get back. And it was miserable. And I was staring at the clock the entire time waiting for this session, this cardio session to be over. And I thought that it was something that I had to do. I thought that in order to lose weight, I had to do cardio. But y'all, being 100% transparent, you cannot outrun your fork. And your exercise is only going to contribute to about 20% of your weight loss in general. If your nutrition is not on point and you are not fueling your body, it does not matter how many hours you spend in the gym. 
you will not lose weight the way you are trying. Because the more calories you are taking in and you are not in a calorie deficit, you are not going to be able to burn that many calories to make up for it. So oftentimes people are in the gym and I'll hear them talk about, oh, I need to burn a thousand calories. And they're using, you know, their heart rate monitors or their watches or wherever to track how many calories that they're burning. And those are just estimates anyway, y'all. So at the end of the day, you don't have to do cardio. If cardio is not fulfilling to you, you can get cardio in other ways, like taking a walk outside, just an easy walk, taking your dog for a walk. But cardio is not about weight loss. Cardio is about your heart health and making sure that you're moving your body. Instead, you can burn just as many calories while you are building muscle and changing your body by lifting those heavy weights. I find that oftentimes, especially women who are, you know, older in, you know, in my age class, a little bit older, we've been taught about this idea of like, oh, we need to tone our bodies. And so, you know, we don't want to lift very heavy weight because we think that it's going to make us bulky. And you can't see my little air quotes, but I'm totally doing air quotes right now because y'all women, we can't get bulky. Okay. It is very, 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 very few women in the population who actually have the hormone makeup to be able to get quote unquote bulky. And the women who are what you would consider to be bulky, let me tell you, they've been working on that shit for a really long time. They didn't pick up a couple heavy weights and suddenly turn in to these bulky women. When we're talking about toning our bodies, y'all, that is just building muscle. And how do you build muscle? Well, you lift heavy weights and you progressively overload your, your workouts. And you can't do that if you're only lifting three pound weights every single day that you work out because you're scared to get bulky. Heavy weights are not scary, y'all. And you can change your body by lifting heavy weights and following a true program for doing so that doesn't even involve cardio. So flipping the script on what we think that we need to do in order to lose weight. We think, yes, I need to do this cardio and I need to eat lettuce and chicken and broccoli and that's it. And I need to do all of these things. But in reality, y'all, this is just bullshit that the diet world, the weight loss world, culture has ingrained in us because people didn't know enough. And this idea of being skinny was just something that was so ingrained that now as society starts to progress and we start talking about loving yourself at any size and being healthy and being strong instead of being skinny, we start to realize that maybe that wasn't for the best. And here's why. That takes me into one of the myths that drives me crazy, which is don't eat after X time, right? Um, oftentimes I hear people say like, don't eat after 8 p.m. And it's kind of like we're Cinderella and a hard carriage is about to turn back into a pumpkin if you try and eat something after 8 p.m. 
a calorie is a calorie, y'all. It doesn't have more calories because it's after a certain time. What is the only thing that is going to happen if you eat after a certain time in the day? Well, if you are a morning weigher, when you wake up the next morning, if you've had a later meal, you might see a spike on the scale because your body hasn't digested that food yet. That's literally it. That's it, y'all. Nothing happens because you chose to have a snack or a meal later than normal. Doesn't make you gain weight. It doesn't affect your weight loss. All that might happen is that your weight is spiked up in the morning a little bit because your body has yet to digest that food. If you are eating and your calorie deficit is 1,800 calories for your day, it doesn't matter if you get your 1,800 calories at 12 o'clock in the afternoon or at 8 p.m. A calorie is a calorie in your day, and that's it. And that's literally all it is to it. So if you're one of those people who thinks, oh, I can't have this. I have to stop eating at this time. You don't. You don't. Nothing is going to happen to you if you have more calories in the evening than you do in the daytime. You know, a couple benefits to eating the bulk of your calories earlier. Well, it helps you with your energy. You know, if you're going to have maybe a carb-heavy dinner, sometimes it's nicer to eat that earlier in the day just because if you're going to get a workout, you could use those carbs to fuel your workout, give you a little bit more energy, makes you feel a little bit better when you're getting through that workout. And carbs can sometimes, you know, make you feel a little more bloated. So sometimes people think, oh, well, the next day when they wake up, oh, I feel so bloated. It's because I ate all this and I gained all this weight. Well, you didn't even gain all that weight. The weight is just spiked up on the scale because carbs also make you retain water. That is normal. And so what ends up happening when we see those numbers spike up on that scale? And, you know, we've already talked about why I hate the bitch ass scale. But what happens when you don't know your body and understand the science behind normal weight fluctuation on the scale is that we become susceptible to this idea of I need to fix what I did. And so the number spikes up on the scale and we start to instantly feel like shit about ourselves. And we start to feel like something that we did is not working and something is wrong and we need to change it. When the reality is on a daily basis, those numbers are going to spike up. But when we're feeling vulnerable and we're in that place of feeling vulnerable and feeling like I need to change this, I need to fix this, I did something wrong, this is not working, well, that's when diet culture really swoops in and hits us. And they hit us with all this shit that doesn't work, but it promises that it works. Um, and if you've seen any of these things, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the skinny teas, um, the weight loss gummies, um, detoxes, detox X, Y, and Z. And y'all, save your money. None of that shit works. Our bodies are designed to detox themselves. You don't need to drink a special gallon detox of anything to lose weight or to rid your body of toxins. That's literally the purpose of various organs in our body. Like our liver is designed to rid our bodies of toxins. And all that happens when we do those things, is when we start to take these special pills to help us detox, 
or drink these special drinks to help us detox is a variety of things. Well, first of all, you can cause your body to have an electrolyte imbalance because now you're constantly using the bathroom, you're pushing out all of your electrolytes and you're not putting them back in. Another thing that happens is sometimes you can cause yourself to have some kind of vitamin or mineral deficiency. It's not worth it. Our bodies are literally designed to detox ourselves. And that goes the same with things like fat burners and all those. Y'all, if you see weight loss, when you're doing any of those things, if you're drinking a detox gallon in a day, or if you are taking a pill that claims it's a, a fat burner, like you're probably also pairing that with drinking extra water and eating in a calorie deficit. So when you see weight loss, it's not because of what you've been drinking what detox you've been drinking or what pill you've been taking. It's because you've literally been eating in a calorie deficit and mindfully making food choices that are helping your body because you're eating a little bit less. And that is it. But diet companies, culture, organizations, weight loss companies take advantage of that fact and say, oh, look, it worked you detoxed and you know over the course of you drinking this detox you lost five pounds well did you really lose five pounds or did you you know flush out some water from your system is it water weight in the process what did you do so overall the diet culture community this weight loss community is preying on people who are so desperate to be successful. And y'all, I've been there. I have fallen for anything you could possibly imagine. I've drank gallons of detoxes. I've bought, you know, a million different diet pills, diet drinks, um, fat burners, diet gummies, weight loss gummies, all of the things. I've taken all of the things. But y'all, the only thing that works is being in a calorie deficit. So instead of trying to rush this journey to get to the finish line faster, enjoy the process, learn about your body along the way, and create sustainable changes that are actually going to lead to you not only losing the weight, but keeping the weight off. Because what happens when you rush to do these things so quickly is that eventually, you continue eating in the way that you were before. When you don't learn how to eat correctly, when you don't learn how to eat in a calorie deficit, when you don't learn how to fuel your body in a way that feels good so that you can do the things that you want to do, you fall prey to these quick fixes. And in the long run, you usually gain the weight back that you may lose while doing it. Y'all, I just wanted to come in on this Tuesday, this gloomy Tuesday around these parts in the Midwest, um, and just kind of bust some of these myths that are so easy to believe when we don't know better. Y'all, if you are loving the content that I am putting out here on this podcast, I would love it if you could share with a friend, share on your socials encourage someone to check out your favorite episode. 
most importantly, like this podcast, subscribe, and leave me a review. I can't wait to hear from you guys. If you want to chat with me more about anything I had to say today or in a previous episode, please find me on Instagram and slide into my DMs at Megan Me Sweats. Ask me all your questions. Give me some feedback. I'm dying to hear from you. I know you're out there listening. So what did you think? Y'all keep killing your goals. Keep working hard. And most importantly, we got this shit. I believe in you and I will talk to you soon.